Is there a certain distance I should be from the microphone? I, I feel like I yeah, see you got to kind of be you got to be kind of be in it, like you know? now, yeah, right yeah. up in it. Yeah, right up in it. And if you could just try to stay up in it, you know, you that's got good it. practice. I'll stay up in it. Yeah, stay yeah, up yeah. in it. Endurance, right? Yeah, endurance. Yeah, staying up. In yeah, it. we do a five-hour podcast. I hope you're <laughs> Strap in. Yeah, let's let's test out that creative endurance. Yeah. Let's see how long you can go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, now we have a cold open. Um, let's just start the show, Kevin. What do you think? Yeah, let's start the show before we say let's start the show several more times and not start the show. Let's start the show. Then. Your serial non-show starter. Yeah. The um the best part about Front Center, uh, just like I was talking about. This, the main center, the main brand is. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. Kevin. What's up? May I be the first person to wish you a happy 2024. Oh, yeah. Happy, happy 2024. Yeah. Uh, this we're, is the future. They're in the future. This is actually. Well, um, present. Well, I'm still in 2023, but you're in the future. I guess we should have discussed this beforehand. Yeah, yeah with our guest. But <laughs> yeah. um, no, the, this is the part where the guest doesn't uh, isn't allowed to talk yet. So they have to pretend like they're not here on the show. Yeah. But we could talk about them as if they're not here. Uh-huh. And so we do the bio and the intro, and then they can say, hey, guys, how are you? Exactly. Exactly. Another week, another illustrious designer, and another author, Kevin. Our guest today is the creative director of Fast Company, a fast-moving company where he oversees the visuals for the magazine, the website, social media, and events. Prior to Fastco, he's the creative director of Men's Health and has been in top design positions at Esquire, Entertainment Weekly, and Popular Science. Kevin, science? Nah. Yep. I'm a- I, I, I didn't think so. <laughs> uh, his work has been recognized by the Society of Publication Designers, Type Designers, American Photography, and the American Society for Ma- Magazine Editors. Mike is also adjunct professor at the University of the Arts, where he teaches courses in typography and editorial design. I'm getting, starting to catch a theme here. I think mm. he likes uh, editorial. He's a terrible <laughs> fisherman, a decent runner, and a lover of all dogs. Oh. His new book, Creative Endurance, will be available on January 16, 2024, which is maybe in the past, maybe in the future who knows when this episode will come out who can tell welcome to the show mike schneid thank you very much thank you very much is that short for michael schneichel <laughs> <laughs> joke so nice i had to say it twice yes, nice <laughs> welcome to the show mike. thank you thank yeah you much, first question hard hitting off the top you're from limbrook long island is that correct that is correct long island is in the building represent, wow. represent. nice i'm from oceanside yes, long island neighbors. Yeah. So question, why is Long Island actually the best place to grow up for creatives? Let's dispel some rumors and some myths and put some respect on uh, our home origin. I think um, being from Long Island kind of always gave me a bit of a underdog syndrome mm. because it was mm. like, you know, people, the the perception is like somebody from Long Island is kind of a, a bozo, a you know, douchebag, douche yeah, piece okay, of shit. Oh, wow. Okay. So I can curse now. I yeah, can curse. Yeah, Cursing yeah, is, is good. Absolutely. Cursing is, is encouraged. Yes. Yeah, um, not, not safe for work podcast. Okay. Perfect. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that it, there's always a little bit of that, like, I want to prove myself syndrome going on. And um, I th- that's probably why I've had my quote-unquote creative endurance for the past oh, yeah. 20 years of my career. Yeah, we, we're going to get into creative I endurance. Know. We got a lot of questions. Yeah. Uh, something Kevin and I both struggle with, uh, endurance. Absolutely. Um, question, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It, it does put a little chip on your back, right? Because I do think there's stigma. Yes. And I think... A more um, scientific word, stigma. Yeah, I just think there's a... Yeah, yeah, there's a... There's a cliches, <laughs> yes. you know? And yeah. all the cliches are probably most likely real. Yeah. In terms of I mean, my experience. Yeah. <laughs> 
those those douchebags and those scumbags and the you know the the assholes that you that represent Long Island. They're they're actually they're there. They're real. Yeah, they're yeah. real, but they're not everybody. But not these two guys. Not us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I always think it's cool because another thing that I like to to use to sort of say are two things. One, we grew up about you know an hour train ride, depending on where you're yes. from, outside of the greatest cultural center of the world, right, New York City. Yes. So you can, you know, that a lot of people come to New York, they fly here, um, you know, they flew here, we grew here, you know, mm. so we're actually from New York, not technically. <laughs> that needs to be know, on a shirt. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But it's like, you know, so it's, but we also, so we we, we went to the city, I imagine you went yeah. to, you know. Concerts. Concerts and Nick games or whatever growing up, you, you, you can go to Soho, you can walk around, see, you know, sort of art and culture. But you also get somewhat of a, a, a normal childhood, quote unquote, where you can sort of uh, play uh, sports in parks and you have a regular high school and like a Chipotle or whatever, you know. <laughs> McDonald's. Like, yeah, yeah. We yeah. didn't have Chipotles back then. I know, then. I yeah. know. I'm yeah. talking to the youth. You know? <laughs> but yes, you know what I mean? Like there's actual suburbia. Yes. Supermarkets there's a lot and of suburbia. things. Yeah. You're not yeah. just like, you know, on riding a train everywhere. No. Actually. So I think that's great. I'm going to run through my top 10 Long Island legends, uh, just a list that I've been working on right now. I'm number one. I yeah. Um, Mike Schneid, number 11. <laughs> uh, number 10, Scott Disick. Number nine, Edie Falco. Number eight, Jerry Seinfeld. Number seven, Mariah Carey. Number six, Buster Rhymes. Number five, Judd Apatow. Number four, Lindsay Lohan. Number three, Billy Joel. Number two, Howard Stern. Number one, Rick Rubin. Uh, another author, just yeah. like yourself. Yeah. Um, also writing about creative endurance, somewhat. Have he you is. read Creative Act? I, I've looked at it. I haven't read it. It's very daunting. A lot of people are looking at this book and not reading it. Yes. I don't want to brag, but I read at least 100 pages. Of it. And how did oh. you feel afterwards? Um, exhausted. Um, which is actually a good segue because I read it on a personal retreat that I went on because I was feeling burnt out. Mm. True story. I went, I booked a you know hotel cabin upstate in the woods for yes. myself. Yes. Because this year, for the first time in 17 17- years working professionally as a designer, I felt a weird feeling, which was, mm. I have a weird uh, voice inside of my head that says, maybe I don't want to go to work today, mm-hmm. which is something that I have never felt before. Uh, I love design. And so I'm super intrigued by your book, Creative Endurance, uh, rules, 56 rules for overcoming obstacles and achieving your goals. And most of the book is about uh, you know, sort of thriving, but not sacrificing your well-being. So um, what do I do? What do I do, Mike? Uh, uh, I'm a patient in your office. Um, Yeah, struggling. Um, Kevin's a young man. I yes. should I should say that. How do you he's, feel, Kevin? He's, burnt out. You're already burnt out. Yeah. He's already a couple years burnt in. out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we got we're two struggling uh, you know, creative people. How do you last so long? You know, how do you uh do you think about baseball? What do you do? I definitely don't think about baseball because unlike <laughs> most Long Islanders, I'm not a sports fan. So yeah, uh-huh. I don't check that box. Okay. Um <laughs> but you know, I think that one thing that's that's fueled me and kind of fueled me for writing this book was just like I like learning new things and I like being a student, a okay. perpetual student. And um, I think that I was, you know, when I started writing this a few years ago, I was feeling the same way. I was feeling kind of burnt out. I was feeling like, okay, I've been working in publishing for almost two decades. Like, what do I do with myself now? And challenging myself to actually write a book and to learn something new kind of gave me a bit of a sense of optimism because it was like, oh shit, like I can do something new mm-hmm. at this stage in my career. Yes. So um, I think that it's just like important to like, you know, even you're you're 
second act or wh- whatever you call it is podcasting, right? Yeah. And so like finding those side activities that can can fuel you and and keep yeah. you excited. What happens when the side activities just start to feel like more work on top of your work? Because I, I think writing a book is hard, right? Like you you you're you've worked in editorial for a really long time, um, so designing a book maybe not so challenging or more well, comfortable yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, versus me who has never designed any book whatsoever. Uh, writing or designing either one of them, they feel incredibly daunting. But yes. did you find that to be, you're saying it, it, it helped you sort of unlock something because it was a new challenge. It, it What it helped me unlock was like a feeling of like I was making an impact. Okay. Um, you know, this really came out of, I started teaching four years ago and I started teaching like in the middle of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And um, I never like, I don't think that anybody really gets formal training on being a college professor and I was just thrown into it. And then on top of it, I had to figure out how to connect with students like over Zoom, yeah, mm. which is incredibly difficult. So in like learning about like 19 year olds that are like going to be our next generation of graphic designers, yep. they were like worried about things that I wasn't worried about as a designer. They were worried about, okay, like how am I going to like get through 40 years of my career? They were thinking really? so far ahead, whereas... When I was in design school, I was just like, I found something that I'm kind of yeah. good at. Yeah. They sound kind of like boomers. Yeah, Jeez. yeah, we're yeah, old guys. Yeah. So Kevin represents the youth. Uh, I know, I know. Show. He's he's giving me that look. He's yeah, giving yeah, me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, come I'm, on, I'm I'm not that young. No, yeah. I know, yeah. I know. But um, play the character, Kevin. Play, play the, the character. character. Yeah, yeah, young yeah. guy, young guy. Um, with tattoos. So you know, I seeing how they were thinking about their sure. careers made me think like I would love to write a book to help them, right? Yeah. Like, and I didn't want to be that creative director that writes a book and like just shows their body of work because sure. you know, I think there's a little bit of an imposter syndrome happening there where I felt like, okay, I don't have the body of work to show, but I want to kind of create this quasi self-help book, you know, just kind of bit of a book of inspiration for that next generation to be able to get through their careers. Yeah. And um, just through like a, a series of honest stories for them. Yeah. I think it's super important, Will, because I do think you're right in that young people are thinking about uh, balance. Yes. Like from the first day on the job, sure. which is something that you and I, uh, boomers, uh, as Kevin said, uh, you know, I didn't think about balance until, you know, at least I was in my you know, 10th year. You know, yeah. I was really just happy to be there, loving my job. And, you know, I would do anything to, to, to just get bigger opportunities or continue to push myself. But I think there is a new generation and uh, many of them work at Center. Um, that think differently about that. Yeah. And they care deeply about their life outside of design and they care deeply about sort of making sure that they are conserving their energy, which I think is um, a beautiful thing. And actually, I would say one of the top things that I've learned from the people that work for me here at Center is that, you know, maybe I could also stop working at six or seven o'clock each night. And, you know, that is really important. Because mm-hmm. A, you know, I'm in year 17 or whatever, but also because I think I'm better when I feel energized. Yeah. I feel excited about where I'm going and what I'm doing, which is how I just described not feeling at times when right, I'm just right. overwhelmed or uh, overworked. And so I think it's really, really important. So do you think you wrote the book for for them or did you write it for, for people like us? Or I mean, both? Yeah. I think I wrote it for both. I think yeah. that, you know, when I... 
when I was thinking about, okay, who is this for first and foremost, I thought about the younger generation, but as I started to write it more and more, it was like, I was thinking about challenges that I was facing myself sure. too. Um, like that, that challenge of like a midlife crisis. Like, you know, I'm kind of at the midpoint, midpoint of like yep. my life. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm 42 years old. Yep. Most Schneids don't live past 84. So, <laughs> you know, I'm halfway there, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. like, as I was writing this and I was like, you know, you asked about like side activities and what, ha what happens when it becomes like too tiring. Like yeah. this was incredibly tiring. Like I was waking up at 2 AM with ideas sw swirling in my head. And, but I also felt like, well, I, I felt a sense of purpose. Totally. And I think that that's something that, you know, when you find that sense of purpose, it kind of, it, it, it overpowers any kind of feeling of like tiredness. But on the flip side, like if you're working at a job and you feel like you don't see any point to it, yeah, that's when it's time to like actually have the guts and say, okay, maybe this is not for me. Let me put this down and move on to the next thing. Yeah. What jobs, I mean, working in editorial, working in magazines like you have, I, I, I haven't never worked at one, but yeah. I could imagine with deadlines and sort of fast moving schedules where, you know, things got to go to print. Yeah. Um, do you think that's contributed to sort of that feeling of like, you know, uh, just, just needing to find a way to sort of balance or to find, uh, you know, sort of a way through or tips or tools Do you think, you know, is that connected? I mean, you know, one thing that I loved about working in magazines is I had a, a creative director years ago that said, you know, there's always next issue, yeah, right? So we right. always have next issue. And so it was, you know, this idea that yes, it's a, a fast moving train and this was at a weekly magazine, but it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, it'll be off the newsstand. And, you know, when we're talking about digital content, it'll be gone even quicker. That's so kind of don't sweat it too much. That's but good. then on the flip side, he was he was like, well, you're always you're only as good as your last issue, too. So, you know, there was kind of a, a contradiction happening there. Yeah. But yeah, um, that is it, interesting. I like that approach, though, that like. You know, that is very different between like we, you know, what we do, which is more for our, you know, sort of identity and branding yeah. and, and, and stuff that, yeah, might not change forever. And so that idea that in magazines, there is that fast moving culture, but also a little bit of like, we'll get them next time, like a little bit like sports, like Kevin yeah. and I both big, uh, you know, football fans. It's mm. like, you know, sort of that mindset of like, you know, uh, one week at a time. And then if you, yeah. you know, sort of have a loss, you're like, okay, well, you know, there's always another game in front of you. You don't always have to, you know, yes. kind of the. Uh, play the world's greatest game and dominate <laughs> forever and your legacy is not dependent on this one issue until you look at all your work for award season and then you're like oh, yeah, yeah 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 um i want to talk about imposter syndrome because you just yeah. brought that up and i think that's really interesting um i believe that every designer has moments where they doubt themselves i yeah. think uh, i've met some people at the very very top of this profession and met people at the very you know bottom and very beginning like I think imposter syndrome is pretty normal. Yes. Um, you see other people's work and you kind of feel bad. What Do you have any tips or, or, or tricks or anything that you can kind of uh, instill on people that maybe uh, see other design studios work on Instagram and, 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 and feel jealousy and shame? Asking for those people. Yeah, asking for those people, not for you. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Never. You know, I, I, I think that it's good to be a student and I think imposter syndrome tells you that you should... You know, there's something to, to be learned yeah. from, from something. I mean, I'm looking around at all this beautiful packaging and I'm thinking like, yeah. you know, and the awards I, new, and uh, new yeah, I'm looking at all the awards specifically new and Cleos. I'm really feeling like, yeah. we just, we just unboxed <laughs> them. I don't know if you can get that on camera, Kevin, but those gold Cleos. Those I'm are, over here. I can't, I can't yeah, operate yeah, the camera. Yeah, yeah. But camera, I mean, camera, camera. that says something to me like, Oh, it'd be really cool one day to learn how to do packaging. Sure. Right. So, yeah. you know, kind of flipping it and flipping it into more of an opportunity than saying to yourself, well, you know, I'm a piece of crap. Like I just, you know, I'm, I'm dumb. I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. I think that's something that I, um, that I think about sometimes because I don't feel like an imposter. 
I think I've gotten to a point in my career where I no longer feel like an imposter, which is feels like an accomplishment. I'll, I'll be honest. Yes. But I think I have a new a new ailment. Okay. So I think uh, I'm trying to find a name for it, but it's it's uh, never enough syndrome, mm. which I think is slightly different than imposter syndrome because imposter implies that like I don't belong here, and I or like I um, I'm faking it. Yes. Like I think at some point in in, in designers' careers, like. You know, like friends that I've spoken to, um, they 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 kind of cross that bridge of like, okay, I I do belong here. I have enough, <laughs> I have enough case studies to prove that maybe I'm not an imposter. But then there's this other thing of like the 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 leaky bucket of just like mm. continuing to put success or things that are in there and feeling good about it, and then all of a sudden it kind of just like leaks out the bottom. So then you're like, I just want more. Like I just you know like the three Cleos, silver, silver, bronze. I need gold. No gold. You know what yeah. I mean? No gold. So it's not I'm like, oh man, I'm what an imposter. I'm just like, it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. So what do we what do I do with this? Was well, it not good enough or is it not enough? It's not it, enough. I don't think it's not good enough. I think it's never enough. We gotta go touch some grass. Yeah, I think that's that's probably part of this. Going outside, <laughs> do you think maybe? Okay, okay. Well, let me write this one down. Yeah. Go yeah. Just go outside. Yeah. Okay. That's the go. I haven't even written a book yet. Yeah, I know. You can write a book. I didn't yeah. read the book, to be fair. So I think maybe I'll read the book and we'll find it. Um, but I think that's something that I'm trying to um, normalize or work out because I think imposter syndrome is, is certainly real and I absolutely do feel it at times, but I think I've now graduated to something else, which is also something I need to overcome, which I think other people may experience where it's like, you know, I've, I've spoken to some people that are like, you know, they've written 10 books and I'm like, why, like, why do you keep doing, why do you keep doing this? Like, well, I need, I know, you know, it's never enough. And I'm yeah. like, okay, we, we, we maybe need to work on this but i mean I, I think it's not bad to always want to strive to do something else i think it's when it when you find yourself working non-stop when you're feeling like you're just, so positive well you know? that's such a positive <laughs> side of this you know because you're right like it is it, i often think of it as a jetpack at times because it's like if it's never enough then i'm not satisfied and then i'm gonna want to work more to get the gold but then i'm like then i'm burning out because yeah. i'm you know so it's it's good and bad there's good and bad, and you're choosing to see the good. Well, I think also it's from, you know, I interviewed 39 people for this book, and the one yeah. commonality I found with most people was they just, they're the same way where they like to work. Yeah. And they like to create things. Like I interviewed um, a NASA astronaut sure. who, um, she was slated to go into space. Jeanette Epps was her name. She was slated to go into space in 2020, okay. and she was grounded. And I was like, what happened in 2020? Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh, let's go on. I, uh, I know where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. She was grounded. And I thought, you know, like, okay, well, how, that sucks. How do you feel? And she was just like, you know, I'll get there. The journey's the, the, the best part. Yeah, the and, you know, uh, oftentimes people say that, but it's like when you hear an example of an astronaut who like has dreamt her entire time, life yeah. going into space and then all of a sudden she can't go to space. Um, but she was just like, I just, you know, I like, you know, practicing. I like studying to to one day go into space. And yeah, you know, gotta love the climb. You know, you gotta, the yeah, destination's I mean, not the top of the mountain. <laughs> um, no, it's it is true. And I mean, it's I, fun to make stuff, right? You're also a marathon runner. Yes. How much does that play up into endurance, creative endurance available on you know, now or soon on Amazon? You got a lot of regular yeah, 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 Jan- yeah. January sixteenth. Yeah, January sixteenth. Um, you run marathons. I've also run three marathons. Yes. Three. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Two, New York City twice. Okay. Is that the best one to run? It is a really great one. Yeah. You have a great crowd. In that little social uh, tidbit I read, 
You were talking about cramping up. Was that the 2022 one? That was 2022. It was hot, yeah. It was super hot. Oh, and shit. my body literally like ran out of electrolytes. And my legs were like, the muscles of my legs were dancing. Oh, and nice. they froze. Yeah, it was it was really horrible. Uh. But, um, you know, so to your, your question, like that marathon, I plan to run it in four hours and 22 minutes or quicker than four hours and 22 minutes because runners are kind of weird and obsessive mm-hmm. about their times. Yeah. And once I got hit with these muscle cramps, I realized like that time is not happening. Sure. But I refused. Yeah, so just get on the subway. No, you just walk. <laughs> just stop. I, I literally like walk ran for, a, sure. you know, about two hours. Um, but then from that, I yeah. was like, okay, well, if I can get through this, mm-hmm. then, you know, a hard day at work, mm. you know, bad client feedback, bad feedback from an editor, that's, you know, that's nothing, right? Yeah. So, you know, running really kind of like raised the bar because it, it could suck. It could suck, but it also is very head clearing. And, you know, without running, like I, I can get kind of anxious and pessimistic, but after a run, Sure. That's how I kind of turn into this like annoying optimist. <laughs> Running. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've run uh, the Brooklyn half. Uh, Kevin uh, probably doesn't believe me, but I did run at some point in my I didn't life. Say I shit. was uh, running half my father's marathon runner. Okay. And has run New York City. And yeah, it, it, is, it is one of the most inspiring things to witness, I yes. think, especially, you know, being at that sort of end, uh, you know, area and you just see all these people and it's just like, I don't know, everyone's crying. It's so the crowd is great, and yeah. it's a really beautiful thing. And I think, I do think running, I'm, I'm putting back in my life, running and running. going outside. Yeah, um, perfect. Yeah, these are the things that I need to do. <laughs> That's a two life. for one right oh, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it, it, is, it is true. Like you reach to those other experiences. And um, I want to hit on one thing, which is, you know, I think something interesting about like creatives, like you said, like we have such a fun job. And, yes. Like, you know, my father was a dentist um, mm. and I always used him as a reference being like, well, at least I don't have to do something shitty like that. Yes. You know, yeah. or like, you know, I, I, I love what I do. Me too. But I think part of that is why maybe I throw myself at it. And to your point, I love working mm-hmm. and I may be addicted, addicted to working. You got to rehab, bro. I know. I need to go to work rehab. <laughs> work rehab. Um, does that exist or do I just pick up a copy of Creative Endurance? I'm smelling uh, a business opportunity. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think creatives are more prone to burnout because of that idea. How I much think we if, care. Yeah, because we care and because we love it. And I think if you don't love what you do, then maybe it's easier to draw boundaries or yeah. say, I'm not going to you know, put in that crazy late night because I don't want to be working yeah. here you know, at the uh, dental studio. You know, well, that's I, the flip side is you could be working as a dentist or, you know, some other kind of positivity job. here. Well, yeah. I mean, like we have one of the best jobs in the world. And I think that like, you know, I've worked mm. some shitty jobs when I was in high school and, yeah. you know, I've worked in the back of kitchens and, you know, worked until midnight when mm. I was 14 years old. And, you on know, Long Island, you yeah. work at a, a pizza the brick, place, the brick cafe. Oh, shit. Yeah. In Malvern. Cafe in Malvern. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That'll teach you something. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so like, I think it's good to have shitty jobs because then you realize, like, oh well, sitting at your desk and working as a designer, yeah, is not that bad. Yeah, it's I worked good. as a cabana boy at the Sands Beach Club. Are you familiar? Uh, with I the used to sneak boy into the Sands Beach yeah, Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, the, were you really a cabana boy though? I was. I was. Yeah. Oh, okay. And the and the uh, the, the women, uh, oh, the people there, there, the fries were never crispy enough for them, so I'd always have to <laughs> go get the fries uh, crisp. That feels up like for a them. euphemism, but yeah, I can't unpack it. Yeah. Moving on. So. Part, part of the book, um, you interview a lot of uh, a lot of uh, professionals and people in many different fields, which I think is super interesting. Yeah. Um, like, why was that important to you? Like, just in terms of like, you know, obviously writing a book about creativity, but like you're talking to athletes and astronauts and chefs and stuff like that. Like, was that just something that you were like, I'm writing this book, I got to go talk to people? 
Um, you know, part of it was I wanted the advice to feel really universal. I, you know, it started where I was going to just focus on graphic design, but then like, as I started to write more and more and kind of put myself in the position of like, you know, quote unquote, like self-help author, I mm -hmm. wanted like all types of creatives to be able to, you know, find some advice from the book. And, you know, part of it too, just came from like my background working in journalism, where like, if you write about something that you're interested in, and in a way that's exciting, you'll get the reader to be interested in it. So like, if I could find advice about, you know, breaking a project into small steps, but tell that through the story of an ultra marathoner, mm. Dean Carnassus running across 50 states in 50 days, then that story instantly becomes like more memorable. Sure. Wait, 50 states in 50 days? 50 states, 50 days, yeah. Endurance running is insane. That's what like, the, yeah. no. those are the craziest people on planet Earth. The, talk about endurance, Kevin. What's that? Yeah. No, there's they no flights. State to there's state no flights. To state. They yeah. run. How, yeah, they run across the. They run. How the hell do you get to Hawaii? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I didn't put that in the book. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a little. That, that was a little off topic for the book. So <laughs> yeah, he ran to Alaska Swimming, too. Kevin swims. But swim. I mean, I was like interested. You know, the, for the endurance part, like you know, I'm a runner. I'm an okay runner. I run a, a couple of marathons, but I was interested in like the mindset of somebody who decides. I want to run across the entire United States yeah. and yeah. not fly anywhere. <laughs> what uh, Kevin and I both love to cook and eat. Uh, what did, um, uh, Molly Boz is in this book. Molly Boz is yeah. in the book. So, because um, you know, from my perspective, she, from the looks of it, she's she has a new book. She's like on. She was on like Kimmel the other night. Her yeah, life. She, was, she lives yeah. in a sick house. Yeah, she she's blown eating. up. Yeah, she it's like up. what what is uh, what does she tell you about? Uh, is, is her life not exactly what it seems, or is it trying to tell me there's a life outside of what we see online? We talked a lot about like her kind of her origin story and her, her first day on camera. Okay. And she was talking about how she just felt kind of shaky on camera. And she looked at the camera and she said, you know, you guys, I'm, I feel really nervous right now. And they kept that in. And she kind of leaned into that, that honesty and her personality. So the takeaway there was like, it's, it's important to just be yourself and not worry too much about personal branding. And I think that that's something that, you know, if we're talking about younger generation, a lot of younger people are, are really concerned about, but figuring out, okay, what's my shtick? Mm. And I think the shtick is just kind of being yourself and just being, you know, that tip in there was just to be perfectly imperfect. And I think that that's something that she's leaned into not only in her personality, but like in her recipe names, like, you know, sure, yeah. she calls like say chicken cutlets, yeah. chicken, yes, yeah, sal and chicken cutties and yeah, yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, no, I think that is what I think people love about her. She cooked you a meal. Yeah. She did not cook me a meal. Oh, I wish she did. Um, but yeah, I think people like that side of her that's like, yeah, she's she's not perfect. She's not a perfect chef. And she's right. not a, you know, sort of, um, she's not a perfect on-air personality. And she's just being herself. Which yeah. I think is, uh, yeah, I think everyone can learn from that. And I think, because people don't love perfection. People no. are so, you know, people are emotionally connected with imperfection. Yes. Yeah. Um, other people in the book, Sagi Aviv, uh, sort of a designer partner, Shamayaf Geismar Haviv, designer of the uh, US Open uh, yes, branding, yeah. and then uh, the new new Warner Brothers logo, not the new one. Remember, Pentagram did that one. Yeah. Then, then there was like the new, new one. That was the one they did. Um, any, well, any, any Sagi stories? Because uh, he's a, a legend in his own right. He is a legend. Um, we talked about his branding for Conservation International. Okay. Um, and he was he was talking about how they had to rebrand the logo, which had like was this really ornate logo with like a tree and a monkey hanging out of the mm -hmm. tree. And he said that the client was like just obsessed over keeping this monkey in. And so they wanted to to kind of just create this really modernist logo, the logo that it's turned out to be, which is just a, a blue circle and a green line. Mm. 
Um, or did I get that backwards? You got it. You nailed it. I nailed it. Okay, good. Um, so they just wanted something super modernist, the complete opposite of that. And they spent about a half of a year, a year trying to convince the client to buy this modernist logo. Sure. And the client just kept saying, I want the monkey, I want the monkey, I want the monkey. Hmm. So then they came back to them and showed them this, this video clip of like a, a jungle scene and a monkey in it. And they placed their modernist logo on top of the video. And it kind of hit. And it struck an emotional chord with the client where they said, yeah, like, we'll take it. Mm. So it was kind of like the, the, the takeaway there was like, you can pr present like a rational case mm -hmm. for a design, but sometimes you just have to present an emotional case and just pull at somebody's heartstrings and find what they're interested in or what, you know, what kind of gets their heart beating. Yeah. I mean, monkeys rule. So I was going to say, should have gone with the monkey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Circle Keep and it line. In. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would have went with the monkey. Yeah. It sounds like uh, they were right there. Um, any other interviews of note in the book? I mean, uh, you know, anyone else that Kevin and I would be excited to hear uh, more about? I didn't, I didn't realize uh, you, you interviewed quite so many, uh, so many people. It's amazing. I interviewed a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else you, you guys would be interested in. You guys don't like running, though. So. I hate it. Uh, Just I'm kidding. curious. Yeah. You're curious about <laughs> running? I'm curious about running. Yeah. What do you like, Kevin? Running curious. Uh, I like skiing and biking. Okay. Um, he's also a killer chef. Yeah, Kevin is good the, chef. Yeah. He's yeah. known for the kitchen. Um, I interviewed uh, an Olympic gold medalist in Nordic combined skiing. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Was Billy DeMond. In my, yeah, in my yeah, research. Yeah. Um, in your research? Yeah. Um, Kevin does a lot of research. Does he? He does. Yeah. Oh, cool. How do you think I know anything that I'm talking <laughs> oh, about? Oh, that's here? perfect. Um, Mike Schneid. So Billy told me this story about how like doing like running training, like, mm -hmm. you know, to become a, a, an Olympic gold medalist, like he would just put a post-it note on the wall in front of his treadmill with a dot on the post-it note and just run for three hours and stare at the note and completely just blank out wow. his mind. And I was like, holy shit, dude, that sounds incredibly boring. Yeah. <laughs> and, but then, you know, in that conversation, he made a distinction between like, you know, he said boring is good, but boring and meaningless is bad but boring and meaningful is important. So like when we're sitting there, you know, sitting there and writing for hours on end could be boring at times. But when I thought about, okay, well, what's the meaning behind this writing? It kind of goes back to impact, right? What's, what's the sure. impact I'm going to make? Then that puts boring in a whole new perspective. So I think that that really kind of put the whole running thing or connected running and creativity for me. Nice. Yeah. You know how I, I, ne I never get bored? How? Uh, my computer in my pocket that I carry around. Uh, Put it down. I think, yeah, I yeah. want to talk about uh, screen time because I do think that's one of the main things. I think that is really, um, you know. Yeah, you're putting up numbers. I'm putting up numbers, uh, screen time. I'm, I'm I'm, getting a little bit under control. I am addicted, but I'm I'm down to 14 hours a day. Is that Does that sound good? No, you need more. Oh, okay. 20 <laughs> hours, yeah. Don't sleep less. Uh, Look okay. at your phone more. It's yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's possibly the biggest challenge to burnout that I think a lot of us feel is that connection always, you know, even when we're off the clock, as Kevin says, you know, put down bad screen, pick up the good screen. What's um, the good screen? Uh, the phone. <laughs> <laughs> like this is the bad one, the yeah. work one. And yeah. pick up the good one. The or, fun one. The fun, the fun one. one. <laughs> or Netflix. Yeah. That's, or yeah. that's another fun screen. Yeah. Um, any, any thoughts on, uh, you know, screen time and burnout and how any of this is um, hurting our endurance? I mean, I think boredom is good though. Like I think yeah. like, you know, when you put down your phone and you force yourself not to look at it, you hit that point when you're like, uh, I just, you know, you feel uncomfortable. But then when you get past that point, you go out for a walk and you start, you get bored and you start dreaming and you start thinking about, okay, what can I actually do? Like, that's kind of how the book came about. It's mm. just like, you know, a little bit of like boredom with like, okay, you know, I've been doing this job for, you know, working in publishing for X number of years. And also just like, you know, what do I do next? And giving yourself the space to think about like, what can I actually do? 
with myself. That's See, cool. That's yeah. That's that's a fucking good idea. Wow. Um, being bored. Being bored. Did you see on TikTok actually? <laughs> someone uh, in <laughs> someone said, uh, "I uh, good, you know, like hey, I have a recommendation for you guys. I think you should go outside and walk around, but don't bring your phone and don't listen to anything." Yeah, it's a good recommendation. And I like the, it. <laughs> and everyone was like. Did Gen Z just invent walking? walking. <laughs> <laughs> it's been around for a little while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but it's true though. It's because true. I think, you know, podcasts and you know stimuli and I literally sometimes when I don't even have my headphones, I'm like walking home and I have an eight minute walk. I'm like what do I do? What do I do? Yeah, yeah. And I just like watch TikTok on with the volume <laughs> as you're walking, like, as walking, walking to the street. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. yeah. I think like yeah, I'm addicted. I'm gonna admit it. I'm I'm and this is part of what's leading to my burnout. Is if I'm not working, I'm looking at my phone. If I'm not looking at my phone, I boot up Netflix. If I'm yeah. not looking at Netflix, then Hulu. And if not Hulu, uh, Paramount Plus. And if not Paramount Plus, then YouTube TV. And if not YouTube TV, then TV. And Read a book. Not TV. Read Creative Endurance. Wow. Creative Endurance. What a plug. <laughs> what a plug. <laughs> Uh, Put down the screen, read the book. Stuck to landing. That was Man, great. Thank wow, you. wow. Uh, I, I see what you're uh, putting up. Um, yeah, no, I mean, honestly, uh, it is, it's an important topic, and I think we're just kind of hitting the surface of it of like in, in terms of uh, this, this, this modern age of working. And another thing that I think about sometimes, I would love to get your thoughts. I'm just – I'm a patient in your, okay. in your office. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just Dr. Mike. Yeah, Dr. Mike. Yeah, Dr. Schneid, <laughs> yeah. um, which uh, sounds, sounds real. Um, you know, just talking about my syndromes and the things that I think about that are, that are preventing me from, uh, feeling joy. Um, do you not feel joy? I mean, sometimes, you, know. you seem like a joyful guy. No, I do feel joy, but I do feel tired and I feel tired in my brain in a way that I don't, uh, think I felt before. Do you feel gratified I'm though? 39. So yeah. I'm right at the uh, cusp of, uh, you know, hitting that 40 mark. Yeah. Uh, bleep that out, Kevin. Don't uh, put that on the no. show. Yeah. Um, but you know, I do think I'm. Feeling limitations in my brain in a way that I've never felt. I always typically run off of a fuel of general optimism and passion and yeah. joy for what I do. And yeah, I, I I can get excited about most projects. Kevin will tell you yeah. that. True. If you know a client comes to me, they they want to launch anything, a restaurant, a fucking you know sort of a Tylenol. Who cares? Yeah. You know, I'm 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 here for it. I, I can get excited about it. But I think one of the challenges or I've felt this year is this new way of working. Mm. And uh, I was actually talking about this uh, to, to my to my family because the change in Zoom work culture versus the culture that you and I grew up in, which is physically office, in an office, yeah. and if we had a meeting, it was either in that office or we'd go somewhere else to yeah. present work. And you know, these days, <clears throat> if you look at my schedule, Mike, uh, Doctor, I would Schneid, love to see it. It is it's fucked. It's fucked. It's <laughs> fucking fucked. And it's like come from you know because I'm trying to you know leave a little bit earlier, but from ten to fucking six, I am back to back to back to back. And sometimes it's presentation, then boom, turn it, turn off the Zoom, leave Zoom, go to next Zoom, which is a new business meeting. Go to the next meeting. It's a creative review. Go to the next meeting. It's a brainstorm. Go to the next meeting. It's a planning meeting. It's like it's nonstop. And I could be working, you know, much more efficiently. Mm -hmm. And much more productively in the hours of the day, but it's 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 um it's not leading to endurance. Yeah, I can I have a feeling that I might not be able to last last that long. What do I do? I mean, I think you. It's also important to look at your career from a longer point of view and to realize that, like you know, life is going to be very busy at a certain point in your career, but mm -hmm. things are going to slow down, right? So, like to appreciate the fact that like you've got this much work now, but like you know, I mean, I I know that. You know, for me, 
I'm not going to have the same amount of work in, in 10 years or the same amount of like magazine work, same amount of design work. Mm. Um, so I think about it like, you know, I will work intensely for this period of my life. Mm. But, you know, knowing that like in, you know, probably in my 50s, things will slow down and, and I will appreciate that slowdown. But, you know, you, you know, you're saying you're tired, but you still seem very gratified. You seem you're, you seem energized. And I think that it's like, just a character. It's not. just a character. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real smile. <laughs> no, I do love this. And uh, just because I like hearing myself talk into a microphone. Um, <laughs> that's the only reason. That's, why. that's another ailment for another yeah. show. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah um, that, that is a good way to think about it. And I do think um, I have gotten that advice from other people like just put your head down and, you know, like kind of grind for a little bit. And, you know, in a that's couple, bad advice for you. Yeah. I mean, that person. Honestly, that advice people is, need to be yeah. telling you to go. Touch I, he wrote grass. a book. He's on the back cover yeah. of your book, but I won't name who he is. But um, no, it's like sometimes there are moments like obviously starting a company or writing a book. They're like key moments in your life yeah. of like, well, listen, this isn't going to be a time for it to be chill. It's yeah. just not. It's just, you know, I'm still in the startup phase of a company. And, you know, whether you're, if you're writing a book, like you're not in working a full time job at a magazine, like it's not going to be time to put the feet up and, uh, you know, kick it on a, in a lounger. And, and, and <laughs> you got to find your moments, though. You can't just be fucking grinding for five years not with that attitude kevin man i'm, I'm fucking I'm, I'm out here grinding yeah. hustling working yeah. hard dedication perseverance sweat running the uh, marathon of life yeah, it's about balance but a balance but but with balance and going outside and running the two things are then um can we talk about magazines sure uh you seem to like magazines a lot what i mean you, i've been what, there what do you what do you like about uh, working for magazines being sort of in publication and, and working in print um, well, first off, I don't just work in print. I work, you know, on, online fair. too, events, social media. So the whole thing. But what I like about magazines in general is like, it's just, it's fun. It's like making a, a piece of art every single issue. Yeah. And I like, I loved comics as a kid. So I kind of feel like mm. to some degree, like I'm like still making comics. Like I always loved sequential storytelling and I love, what I love about a magazine is it's like, you're holding it and you know, we've got your, hopefully have your attention on this magazine or this book. For a certain period of yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, I le- I uh, thumbed through it real quick because this is my first time laying eyes on it. Uh, we had a little mishap at the uh, book arrival. Yes. But it's very uh, editorial and it always blows my mind like just how much stuff is going on. And, like, in this in, book in, in, in particular? The, like, well, like editorial layout, okay. you know. Okay. There's just so much to look at and like guide you around. Yes. And it's just, you know. It's like almost like another form of storytelling. I mean, I thought, you know, you don't usually use the term user experience when you're talking about print, but I thought a lot about the user experience with this book. And it was actually more like I designed it. I designed a format for the book and wrote into that format mm-hmm. because, you know, I would write to the point where, okay, a reader is going to be bored here. Like if I'm yeah. bored here, then that's where I need to cut it off. So it was like the stories are all super condensed because I wanted people to read it the same way that Alex is. Yeah, right I now mean, where he's just flipping through. <laughs> I mean, you have activities in there's here. activities, Look there's stuff that. to do, stuff to do. Yeah, I mean, you keep it pushing in that book. It's great. Yeah. Feedback yeah. from the client. Fill out the client. Yeah. Uh, push it. Uh, you know, sort of, uh, yeah, yeah. It's Make, like salt and pepper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. It's so good. Um, uh, yeah. Sold. Uh, send to print. Look that's, how engaged Alex is. Yeah, right that's now. what he the clients. That's what the clients always yeah, say to us. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's it, it is true. Like um, there is an art to uh, sort of storytelling, especially in print, yeah. and it's very clear in from your book. Like you look at it, looks. Uh, you know, you see the Fast Company in it. If you're a reader <laughs> of Fast Company, or you're uh, sort of uh, familiar with, the mm-hmm. uh, it, um, how, you talked about sort of social uh, sort of engagement. Um, how involved are you in the sort of, uh, yeah, the day-to-day of the grind of, of, of posting on all the different platforms? Because I imagine that's got to be quite a, you know, quite a challenge, right? Fast Company, um, I, I would imagine, is quite active on 
all pla- uh, all platforms. Yes. Yeah. Um, and has got to post probably seems like every day or at least, you know, quite often. Yeah. 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 How is, what's that like managing that? I manage a lot. I do a lot with Instagram because, you know, I think for me, Instagram is, sure. you know, it's so connected to the visual community. Mm-hmm. So um, we plan out all of our Instagram posts a week in advance. And, you know, my team will put together a whiteboard of, okay, here are the posts. Here's the order we're going to do the posts in, which kind of feeds into the editorial principle of, of pacing, right? So we don't want to have a bunch of, portrait you know portrait yeah. photos in a row a bunch of illustrations in a row um but also like you know on a longer timeline thinking about endurance what the you know what that relates to is like instagram is important to me so that's where i put my energy sure there are other platforms like you know things that we put on twitter mm-hmm. or tiktok are a little less important to me because it's such a fast moving train that yeah. like if i try to manage it all my head's going to blow up. Well, but you guys are the fast company. We yeah, are the fastest got to move fast. Yeah. The fastest? Yeah, I'm, I'm picking what's important to me. You know, yeah. and I think that that's important too, is like to, to, to put a lot of your energy into something that's important to you, whether it's yeah. Instagram, a book, you know, a, a particular client, and mm-hmm. then, you know, some other clients maybe. That's good know, advice, I think. Like, get all of Alex. The fastest <laughs> way to burn out or to, uh, you know, sort of, it, for it to go from a creative profession and a job that you love to a job job. So yeah. That's the way I yeah. describe it. It's like, is if you're truly working on something that, that doesn't excite you in a exactly. way. And I think that there's privilege in that or there's, you know, not everyone can be like, I don't want to work on this because I like this. But I do think there's like, to your point, like you, you have, there's something that inside of you that enjoys Instagram or posting. I feel yeah. the same way where I'm like, oh, I want to post this on Instagram. And then uh, the, the young people tell me, Alex, uh, you know, it's a, we're we're slacking on TikTok. We got you know it's got to be on this other platform. And I'm like, I don't know how to use it, so um, therefore, <laughs> so I don't care about so it. So therefore, I don't care. <laughs> uh, but now I do care because I'm I'm slowly figuring it out and also realizing how important it is. But I do think that is part of it. Like if you're working at a job, and I think it's very easy to say, but uh, very hard to do. But it's like if you are truly not even in design, <clears throat> doing design at a company or something that or with people that you feel. Um, is isn't uh, lighting you up in that way? Yeah, it it is probably the quickest way to uh, feel bad about what you're doing, and and, and it will turn into a a grind. A grind, and, yeah. and I think that's really important. Again, not easy just to you know work on awesome, fun projects no, all the yeah. time and do things that you love. But I do think it's important to, to be aware. I always tell this to 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 young uh, students of uh, I don't teach, but I mentor mm-hmm. like write the list of like what the dream jobs are or the place, things you love outside of, of work, right. Or outside of design, because like, you know, Kevin loves skiing and he loves cooking and he loves football and stuff like that. It's like, I would say like, well then maybe, you know, try to write, you know, uh, or try to get a job in copywriting in sports or try to get (laughs) one in, you know, Bon Appetit or things like that, that like are things that you are actually into as a person. And then, you know, sort of find that way. Um, Fast Company, obviously, probably the most, you know, sort of uh, established, I would say, voice in in, in business and design and mm. everything in between. Thank you. Um, you congratulations. You did it. <laughs> yeah, you did it. Yeah, you did it. Yeah, you I did did it. it. Um, I'm the fastest. Um, so, um, yeah, you're the fastest. <laughs> do you guys have like end of the year superlatives? Who's yeah, the fastest? yeah, yeah. Who's the fastest? No, we don't do that. Um, um, well, yeah. Maybe you should. Uh, how, how do two <laughs> podcasters apply to uh, get on the cover? Just just asking for uh, friends or people out there that may host a podcast, a creative one about uh, you know the design world, and you know just like how do we how do we get how do we get more uh, our faces? In, how do we get some more FaceTime in this fast company? Speaker? Can you plug my book again? Oh, uh, it's Creative it. Endurance. Uh, <laughs> the fifty six, fifty six rules. I didn't land on fifty six. Uh, yeah, I saw you had forty eight on your on one of your drawings. It was an old oh. version. An old version. Oh, it was an old Kevin's version. Where did, the, uh, where did the eight more come from? He didn't think he could go that long. And then he was like, I got eight 
more, right? That's what I, I got mean. eight more in me. Yeah, I got it's eight just more. so much endurance. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, they thought you couldn't be done. They thought I, could, done. Th- thought they, I only had 48. They thought he was, going. Yeah, I thought he was done. He yeah, was wow. like, I got a few more. Yeah. Do you want a real answer? Yeah. That is a real question. We were just yeah, I like the way 56 looked on the cover, too. Yeah, no, that's Five good. and a six is a cool number. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could have went for 60, but, you know, listen, I'm not yeah, here to you're critique. Not, <laughs> I'm not here to critique. Um, creative Endurance available now, or not available January 16th, <laughs> but who knows when this interview will come out. Yeah. Um, last question. Well, I uh, You know, I want to talk about men's health. Okay. Uh, what was it like working with so many buff designers? Is that uh, everyone there um, incredibly ripped? Is- everyone thought that it was like men's health to be with a, a, a bunch of like shirtless dudes walking around the office. That's but, what I picture. Yeah, no, it's it, it wasn't. I think it was just a bunch of average people uh, there. You know, I can't give you a really uh, satisfying answer. I will say that I was on set with Mark Wahlberg. Oh, uh, oh, oh yeah. I was a stand-in for Mark Wahlberg before he cover shoot. Flex a while. Yeah, that should no be big deal. Bio. Oh, yeah. just, no big deal. Stand-in. Oh, Can you revise my bio, please? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know about Mark Wahlberg's schedule? Talking about endurance. No. Well, he gets up at like three thirty. Yes. Yeah, his fake schedule. His fake schedule. Gets up at three thirty. Plays golf. Goes to bed yeah. at you know six a.m. And yeah. That is insane. Yeah. <laughs> Two thirty a.m. Wake up. That yeah. is a ridiculous time to wake yeah. up. You got to stay prayed up though. Yeah. He's he pr- a, he's big on being prayed up. He's, yeah. he's huge on being prayed he, up. He prays up at two forty-five. But what time does he go to bed? He goes to bed at seven thirty. That's crazy. Does he really? Yeah. 3.15 breakfast. Just ain't right. 3.40 to 5.15 a.m. workout. She's waking with the sun. Then 5.30 a.m. post-workout meal. 6 a.m. shower. 7.30 golf. 8 a.m. snack. I'm calling bullshit right there. Because, like, he doesn't eat snacks? Yeah, like, also, like, golf is 30 minutes? Cryo chamber recovery. I guess maybe he eats a snack while he golfs. Then he does another snack at 10.30. <clears throat> I just love, by the time I've just really genuinely, like, open my eyes he has had a full day a full day of workout recovery multiple meals um then he's got family time at 11 who schedules family time i don't know mark Wahlberg. you got kids mike no okay um is that ouch no does that (laughs) he's like do you have any family time no i I don't have any kids either that's how i I, i'm that's how you have time dedicated to work alex i don't want to put you on blast but uh i've seen you schedule family time I mean, oh, that's sweet. I've been trying to, you know, uh, find my way out of this uh, hole that I'm in, which is, you know, I, I, I do believe as a designer who has experienced uh, burnout for a little bit and is trying to figure it out. It's like, you got to see people. You got to see the people, people that you love. Yeah, you got to see people. I mean, you got to see people, not just on your phone, but like in the, <laughs> yeah, flesh. In the flesh. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. And, and, and touch them. I mean, not too much, though. not too much, yeah. though, but like. As much as they would like. As much as they, they would <laughs> This like, is getting weird. <laughs> you know, yes. And then um, friends also, um, uh, you should you should reach out to them and oh, yeah. see them sometimes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, these are new concepts I'm working yeah. on. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I cut all my friends loose because- You don't have time for them. You got to work all the time. <laughs> Do you see my fucking trophies? Yeah. I don't get the trophies. From, <laughs> friends don't get you those trophies. <laughs> no, not one of my friends has helped me get any of these You got trophies. all those friends sitting behind you, Alex. I know, yeah, that's what I'm right. saying. That's why right. I sit here at night and I'm like- <laughs> Good night, guys. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, he uh, kisses him on the way out. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg eats his second snack at 3.30, then he works out again at 4 p.m. That's how I know this list is bullshit. Yeah. Two workouts in a day? No one does that. I should uh, have interviewed him. 5 p.m. shower, <laughs> 5.30 dinner with the family time, and then 7.30 bedtime. I am trying to go to sleep a little bit earlier. What time do you go to sleep? Uh, 10.30. That's good. How much water do you drink? <laughs> <laughs> Not enough. Not enough. Okay. Yeah. A lot of, okay. a lot of how coffee. How many of those? Mm-hmm. How many of these? Yeah. yeah. Um, four of these. Uh, that's pretty good. Is that enough? Probably. I don't yeah. know. 
I noticed you have a Grubhub sticker on your. Uh, is oh, that a Grubhub sticker? That is a Grubhub sticker. Yeah. Are you a fan of delivery? Uh, uh, my wife works at Grubhub. Okay. Oh, nice. So yes, we are big fans of Grubhub delivery. I yeah. am a, a big fan. Are you? Um, She's yeah. gonna love to hear this. Seamless is you know Grubhub, right? Grubhub, yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm putting up numbers on seamless. Uh, I, I I I always say there should be a seamless wrapped like Spotify. <laughs> like you ate Mexican food for 400 times, you know. Like um, is that your make it happen? No, I actually don't eat Mexican, but that's for other oh? pe- that's oh. for those are other people. Um, <laughs> mine is sushi. You eat oh okay, that's fancy. You eat you yeah. eat pizza every Friday for the you did six weeks in a row pizza on a Friday night. Talking to the right guy, pass it along, please. What? Oh, <laughs> those, to Grubhub. Yeah, Grubhub wrapped. I got I got more Grubhub. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Grubhub wrapped. Yeah, I think um, is it, was that a pitch right there? That's a pitch. Yeah. Um, that was my, that's my biggest idea. That's why you have these awards. I mean, listen, I'm, <laughs> yeah. why should Spotify get all the love with the wrapped? <laughs> there's there's data. Yeah. Data to be yeah. used. Um, what's another thing that Grubhub did? Oh, uh, loyalty program points. Like, I feel like for someone <laughs> who eats, uh, orders so much seamless, like, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, there's no, like, you're like a, the gold member, right? I now. have a membership. I pay yeah. Grubhub plus. Kevin, are you aware of this? No. Seamless plus. You get free delivery on every, uh, order, uh, get 15% off of your code front and center. Now Grubhub um, premium. I'm on Grubhub premium. Yeah. Nice. I got Apple TV plus Paramount plus Seamless plus. Are you getting cuts for all these name drops? Right no, now? we oh, actually okay. do it for the love. Just oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sponsor the pod. But I, yeah, no, that, uh, how often do you get delivery? Once a week. Yeah. Once yeah. a week. Once a week. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Is you that get, a, is that a like uh, like a uh, you, do you cook, you cook meals? Is that what you do? We yeah the the other nights of the week we cook, but we get a nice. we get a little stipend from Grubhub to order. Oh, Sick. Yeah. oh. yeah, yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm doing like seven Grubhubs a week. Are you? Uh, yeah. Do you cook? Not enough. Um, I also have a meal plan. That's another thing I do uh, for to make sure I'm always working. Is because uh, that's very Mark Wahlberg. It me. is very Wahlberg. I'm on territory. Uh, uh, order first box of uh, territory meal plan ten percent off fifteen percent off use for promo code front center. Uh, territory is actually solid because you just yeah it's cooked and you just throw it in the microwave and or reheat it on the, on the oven and uh, you don't have to cook and uh, you can work more and screen more. That's all like, you know. Yeah, that's all you want to do is you want to cook less, work more. That's yeah. right. That's, that's what. That's your key to endurance. Seamless. Yeah. Territories. <laughs> you should write Instagram. a book. Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be really short. Burnout. How to get there faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How to burn your throw yourself right into the ground <laughs> and uh, win a lot of awards. Win a lot of awards. Way. It'll yeah. be the most vigorous ten pages you ever <laughs> yeah. in your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't work out. Uh, yeah. Don't drink water. Uh, never go outside. Stay up all night. Yeah. Look at your yeah, phone. Yeah. Bite off more than you can chew. Uh, yeah. Just you know, hire, uh, you know, uh, make sure your payroll is very high so that you have to work, work, work uh, all the time. What else do you need to do? Um, yeah. Cut off your friends and family. Right. Um, what else have we learned here, Kevin? Uh, yes. It sounds know. like I have like 56 more rules I can put in the next book. <laughs> Creative Endurance 2. Yeah. Uh, the sequel. Of the sequel coming out. Well, Creative Endurance. Uh, Mike, you know, this feels like a good time to say thank you so much for coming on the show. Is there anything you want to plug outside of your book, Creative Endurance, 56 rules and guidelines and tips and things for over- achieving your goals and um, not doing any things that I no, recommend? Not doing which are, uh, Yeah, don't listen to Alex. Yeah, don't listen to me. Unless you want to win awards, unless you want to be on stages. No, I mean, you can do both. Come on. <laughs> yeah. You can do both. Uh, you can fight. <laughs> I was balance, on the stage. Balance, balance, yeah. balance, 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 balance. Balance. Okay. Um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm searching for my center. That's what I say. But I know. I know. Yeah. It's, I always say, uh, it's like a guy named like, 
uh, Peace, who likes to fight people, you know, like uh, it's, it's an ironic last name for someone that uh, struggles to fight. So your, your inner person is Alex Peace? Is that what uh, you're saying? No, it's Alex Work Really Hard. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Burnout. Yeah. And so I'm yeah. trying to find uh, uh, Alex uh, Hustle. Alex, Alex Ryan. Oh, Alex I like grit. that. Alex Grit. Uh, Alex. We talk about grit of... in the book. Really? What yeah. do you think about grit? I love grit. Mm. I love grit. Kevin. Kevin, you like grit? He's yeah. a gritty guy. Time and a place. This is time. When? Place. I mean, I'm a pretty gritty guy, yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, when he hits the holes in the When baseball. I feel like it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything anything else to promote? Instagram, TikToks, Facebook, Twitter, where they can where can the where can the people find you, Mike? People can find me on Instagram. Okay. At Schneid, S C H and Wow, you got Nice. Yeah. At Schneid. Yeah. And um how do you get that? You just typed the, in my. You who, beat up. The, yeah, beat up the other Schneits in the, the world. And, you know, I, I've got Schneit. So you should, get, uh, you should lock down all Schneit long. Ooh, <laughs> we got an episode title right yeah, there. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. yeah. Great endurance, all Schneit long. <laughs> all Schneit long. <laughs> no. thank wow. you guys for having me. I appreciate. This. Of course, um, no, thanks. Um, for buy the book January sixteenth. Creative mm-hmm. endurance. Yeah, and uh, and thank, thank you for writing it. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. I got one last question about the book. Yeah, yeah. In your interviewing of all these legendary people. I guess what percolated to the top for you? Um, mm. What what could you like distill from Everybody. one or if not all of them? Wow, um, the real question. I thought that was going to be. Yeah, I, that that is I a know. good question. Yeah, um, Molly Boz, when we talked, she had a good piece of advice where she was talking. We were talking about like creating recipes, and she said that like she can't think about the end result. Oftentimes, it kind of blocks her creativity. So it's just kind of getting lost in the moment and just, you know, creating recipes based on what she's hungry for versus mm-hmm. thinking about, right, you know, coming up with this perfect uh, latke recipe or whatever. So right. I think the idea of not worrying so much about the end result is applicable to anything that you do, whether it's writing, designing, you know, photography, or uh, just being Kevin. Oh, thank wow, you. That's beautiful. Yeah. You got any other ones? He's <laughs> like, that one wasn't good enough. He's like, that, one was, that one was so good that denied, I want another yeah. one. Yeah, I got to buy the book. All I heard oh, were lockers. Got to buy the book. Lockers, lockers, lockers. Yeah, yeah. And now he's on Seamless ordering lockers. <laughs> I, I had some last night. Listen, I don't want to. Oh, really? But uh, yeah, it's Hanukkah. Is that a know? is that a brag saying you had lockers? Uh, it's a flex in my mind. Not sounds good to me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What? What? Give Kevin a second one before we get out of here. <laughs> Give Kevin. Or do you have any like? Uh, yeah, we're trying to keep going. Any like endurance, surprises? Endurance. Yeah, we got to keep going. Yeah, endurance, yeah, endurance, yeah, endurance, baby. Um, you want to just keep going for hours and hours? Yeah, yeah. We 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 got yeah we got I got ten hundred more questions. Oh, do you? So just keep asking. Just let's let's. What was the song. what was the most surprising thing that came up in like your interviews? Um, the most surprising thing that came up, you know, I at the very end of the interview process, like I felt like I didn't have an end mm-hmm. to the book. Much like this podcast. Much like this podcast. So this is going to be a perfect segue to the book. But <laughs> um, to the end of the show. Yeah, to the end. Yeah, to the end of the show. The end, and the book's already over. Um, so I went to a coffee shop, and you know, it's very cliche for a writer to go to a coffee shop mm-hmm. and work. And I was kind of fighting against that because I didn't want to do that. But um, when I was sitting in this coffee shop, I was listening to this older gentleman kind of uh, giving some writing advice to a, a younger barista. Mm-hmm. And long story short, I. I thought he was just like such a cool old dude because he kind of like was acting like he was, he owned the coffee shop Mm -hmm. and I introduced him myself to him. And I was like, I really always had this goal of interviewing a stranger for my book. Um, so he ended up being the last person. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, his name is Russell Francis and he, I was like, I want to interview you. This is going to sound really weird, but like, you know, we're going to have to do it tomorrow because my book is due in like three days. (laughs) So, 
he sat there, he stared at me, and he said, no problem, just don't make me look like an asshole when you interview me. And he had the most complete story of his life. He was a Vietnam vet, and he, he was aboard a ship that was attacked. Mm-hmm. And um, because of that, he, he, he was an engineer. He came home, he had PTSD, he could no longer work as an engineer. So he kind of unlocked his creativity because he was like, I don't know what the hell else to do with my life. So he started painting and he started writing. And he basically told me this whole story about how creativity is a gift. And he was the one who had, he told me like at the end of that interview, you know, like after he actually wrapped his head around like what the hell I was doing, he's like, you know, this is a really cool idea. This is, you know, I wish I had this book when I was a kid and when I was younger. I mean, you know, when you're 76 years old, like every decade is being a kid before that. So um, it was kind of this validating moment for me where mm-hmm. I felt like, okay, I like, I made yeah. some kind of impact. Like I, I impacted this like older dude. And <laughs> um, I also kind of like just talked to a stranger. I interviewed a, a total stranger. So it was kind of like validating in this second act as a writer. Like mm-hmm. I can just kind of muster up the courage to just go to this this stranger and say, hey, dude, like, can I interview you? So, you know, that in itself was kind of like, for me, that became the ending of the book and became the, the last rule in the book was it's just important to make an impact in your career. Um, and that's that was the moment where I felt like, okay, I'm, I'm making an impact as a writer, even if it's just to this this one dude. But if I can, you know, cut through the noise to him, then that means that there are some other people out there. Nice. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I think this book can help a lot of people. And I think... Yeah, I'm excited to read it. Yeah, I think it could, you know, sort of like you said, unlock a, a sort of second chapter for your mm-hmm. life in terms of like, I, I genuinely feel like this is um, one of the biggest uh, issues and topics that I think people are, are struggling with at the moment is, you know, kind of that there's only so many hours in a day yes. and there's yeah. just a, it seems like a never ending uh, amount of things to be able to do in mm-hmm. a day. And um, I don't think people are able to maintain the, the pace. Yeah that we are all working at at the moment right. and i feel like it's not sustainable and uh speaking personally like it's you gotta turn some things around you gotta like look in the mirror and say okay well i'm doing this this and this and this and sometimes you know that it's not um <laughs> like you know it's not good for you yeah. you know it's not uh awesome that 14 hours a day on your phone is maybe a bit too many like <laughs> you know you know that those things have changed but it's like forcing yourself to make some of those changes and actually working on it. It, yes. it is actually a skill to, uh, to learn. Yes. And I think we need more people to uh, teach and lead the way. So thank you for doing that. And sure. I think that's an important part. And I do think you can have a lot of impact on a lot of people, uh, you know, my speaking for myself and uh, everyone else out there, which is like, I do think we're all feeling this way. Yeah. 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 And I don't think it's getting better anytime soon. So I think until everyone reads the book, until and everyone then, reads the book, yeah. the then, world, the world changes. Yeah. Put down the creative <laughs> act by Rick. Yeah. Rubin. Don't read that. Stop trying to channel things through the universe. Yeah. And, uh, this book's way shorter. This book is way shorter <laughs> and it's got way more pictures yeah. and, um, love pictures and, uh, activities too. and activities to yeah. do. And Rick Rubin's book doesn't even talk about, you know, the beastie boys or Jay-Z at all. It's just about, or wrestling or re- Yeah. Like the things you want a Rick Rubin's book to be about. Um, yeah, not enough people are talking about how that book sucks. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, the book, sorry, Rick, Rick Rubin, Long Island Legend. I know, Long I know. Island. Yeah, what are you br- throwing dirt on his name, Alex? See, here's my doing? problem with Rick Rubin, and this is like, and this, um, this is sad. Like, not sad. Um, Rick Rubin was a hero of mine for a really long time. Like, I'm a hip hop fan, and I yeah. just always admired his philosophies on creativity and his like 
um, yeah, it's just his outputs. Like the man has been behind the scenes and of, good stuff. of yeah. so much of so much work that has had such a big impact on my life. And being from Long Island, there aren't that many creative yeah. heroes there. Um, and so I've always used him as sort of a North Star for me, really genuinely for a long time. Uh, and now he's every creative person's North Star in Brooklyn. To be seen walking around with this book is so cliche at this moment that it's like, oh, yeah, you uh, do graphic design and you like Rick Rubin. And it's kind of like your favorite band getting like yeah, blown cool. up and yeah. too cool. And that's how I feel about Rick Rubin, which, um, which he might is, come back around, which is unfortunate. So, well, I, Alex, you know, I know a. Um, a not so uh, yeah, Mike Schneitz, a not so Mike known Schneider. author. Oh, what is segue? What kind what of segue? Kind of a cool uh, indie book to yeah, carry around Brooklyn. Just carry yeah, around. carry that around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice yellow like, cover. Yeah, Rick it looks Rubin great. Who? Yeah. Rick Rubin. Who? Um, no, seriously. <laughs> uh, but that that doesn't take away from Rick Rubin and his his, no. his philosophies and yeah. and his uh, you know his 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 body of work is outstanding. And from Long Island, so we gotta we, gotta we shouldn't hate on our yeah. own because um, we, we only have so many by top ten list. Uh, you know, again, we don't need to go back, but Buster I'm Rhymes, number 11. Uh, yeah. Mike yeah, it was top 11. Yeah. Uh, top, yeah, top 11. 11. It's been modified. Uh, Lindsay Lohan, Buster Rhymes. I feel like this list changed from the beginning. Of the no, podcast. no, no. Different uh, order. Yeah. Different order. Yeah, different Judd order. Apatow is another one until uh, he uh, writes a book. And, uh, he's written a book, actually. He's, he wrote a book. I read his book. I read, you know, Long Island. <laughs> so, you got to walk around the train with his book. Long Island in the house. Thank you, Mike Schneid. What's your uh, stance on vacation? Well, okay. I'm trying to end the show. <laughs> I want to go longer. You keep going I wanna longer. La- <laughs> I'm trying to show my endurance. <laughs> Kevin, to flex. Kevin just woke up now. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the first 45 minutes of the show, Kevin, he was where just were staring you? at me longingly. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's waiting. You know, you got to ask these questions. Uh, Do you write about vacation in your book? No, I didn't write no? about vacation. No. Yeah. Do you think people should take him or no? I love vacation. I'm it's firmly cool. against them. Are you? No. You won't let Kevin take vacation. We have a very clear no I take vacation anyway. policy here. Yeah. You what? <laughs> I don't ask. You yeah. just take it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at his shirt. Carpe diem. Come on. Oh, Boom. He loves to go outside. It's like a Bass Pro Shops thing, right? Kevin, yeah. every day, wears a new shirt that I'm just like, where did, who makes this? This where is a dark igloo, John. Oh, is it? Yeah. I got it at boys. their party. How's dark that fabric, igloo? though? It looks a little rough. It's cotton. <laughs> well, this is, there's cotton. <laughs> there's good cotton. Miss, maybe. Like, would Mark Wahlberg wear it? No, Probably. I mean Mark Wahlberg only wears the uh, municipal. Yeah, only wears the top tier of cotton. <laughs> his own, his own yeah. municipal. Yeah. What a terrible name for a brand. I don't know. I think yeah, it, let's I, name I, our clothes after a sewer. Municipal. <laughs> I think it bangs. You like it? I mean, municipal? not genuinely, but like, <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. I like the idea of it. Okay. Yeah, he uh, likes it ironically. That's. I like it ironically. I speak yeah. Kevin. Oh, okay, I think okay. fluent Kevin. I love when he's uh, doing his videos and he's like, "Stay prayed up, municipal." <laughs> You know, yeah, it's exactly. great. Stay prayed up tequila. Yeah. I will say, I got to give Mark Wahlberg a lot of credit. He has had a lot of uh, entertainment endurance, uh, famous endurance in an industry where I, I see his movies. Sometimes they probably like, how did we let this guy like make so many fucking so many movies. shitty movies? Like all these terrible, like, you know, bro comedies that no one wanted and no one saw. Like this man has made. I wish he made more music. A hundred movies that no yeah, one. His music his music's great. Mark Wahlberg, he shot like two for a hundred in his movie career, and like this guy's out though, he doesn't quit. Which two? Boogie Nights and I mean Boogie, Boogie Nights, Nights. Yeah, 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 and Ed, uh, Ted, and Ted, Ted. Just Ted. What about um Shooter? I didn't see that one. You didn't see Shooter? No. Did you shooter? not have FX like in 2010? 
I have a blind spot for movies. Uh, um, he yeah. plays a sniper. That's all you need to know. He plays a oh, sniper. One, yeah. yeah, he's like in a cabin and yeah, like he gets yeah. attacked and like he just like sets up bombs. Okay. It's it's more about like the the plot, which yeah, yeah. is kind okay. of a thin plot. I will say <laughs> then when we figured out Mark Wahlberg, he's good when he's in like somewhat serious action role yeah. type of drama. When he doesn't talk. When he doesn't talk and yeah. just runs around. <laughs> but like he's done so many movies with like Kevin Hart and The Rock, and then yeah. he's just like, "How do we let this man Endurance. make money?" But did he Endurance. write a book? Did he write? Yeah, probably. Probably he should write a book. <laughs> the the probably, creative I, act. I'm gonna say, without looking at my computer right now, he's written at least one, maybe you think so? two books. I mean, Mark Wahlberg. We're talking about Mark Wahlberg. He's got a clothing here. brand. He wrote yeah. the Bible. I'd be the Bible part two. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got an enviable lifestyle. You don't think he's teaching other people how to live the Mark it's Wahlberg true. way? That's true. Mark Wahlberg book. Oh. This is the this is where the show is. Really this is where going. we go downhill. Yeah, this is where we lose listeners. Yeah, yeah. 100%. also the ratio of talking about me and Mark Wahlberg is slowly creeping. <laughs> <laughs> you brought him up. Yeah. I, I brought him up earlier. Yeah, Mark call, Wahlberg. Callback. I don't know. Rat bastards. The South Boston Irish mobster who took the rap when everyone else ran. That's his book. That can't be his book. That's the other Mark Wahlberg. That's a different Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Don't call me Marky Mark, the unauthorized book. No, that's oh, unauthorized. I love that. yeah. um, okay, maybe he hasn't written a book. Uh, shout out to Mark Wahlberg. Reach out to uh, uh, sort of Rockport Publishing. And uh, oh, we're turning it around now. Yeah, yeah. Um, question. Uh, sure. Well, we're just going long for the sake of going uh, long. endurance, baby. Endurance. Yeah, this is endurance. How it's much all longer about, can yeah. we go? Give me another coffee. Let's keep going. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. Mark, that that book was not the Mark Wahlberg book. Um, Coffee is a word where my Long Island comes out. Coffee. Coffee. Chocolate. Chocolate. Yeah, that's all I got. Go right. to the mall. 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 But mall. I don't go to the mall anymore. No, nah, mall. I hated going to the Roosevelt mall. Roosevelt Field? Yes. Of course. Hated Roosevelt. Um, the interviews in this book. Yes. How did you uh, sort of secure these interviews? Were you cold emailing people? Or like, how did you... That's a, a lot of people to get into contact with. That's Imagine you didn't know um molly boz or or maybe knew her from publications and other stuff like how did you know how did you reach out to astronauts and scientists and um molly boz i literally just cold emailed cool um but wow. she worked Shout at bon molly yeah she worked at bon appetit which is another magazine so i just you know said hey i'm writing a book can i interview you cool and um she responded to me which was cool there were people that i wrote to that didn't respond to me Call them out. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> Put them on blast. Um, <laughs> you know, with, with like NASA, like, you know, working at Men's Health, like I had like uh, an editor who had a contact at NASA. Damn, so, nice. yeah. But it was like a, it was a, a PR person who then put me in touch with mm -hmm. Jeanette. Um, Dean Carnassus, who's a big, uh, he's big in the running community. He's the ultra marathoner. Literally just cold emailed him. So I think a majority of the people I just sent an email to nice. thought like, you know, let me take a shot and see what they say. And, you know. For the most part, like if you say to somebody, hey, I'm writing a book and I'm not looking to make you look like an asshole, mm. they'll be in the book. That that probably comes with a little bit of uh, clout, right? You're like, I'm writing a book. I mean, the, the you know, the, that Do you want to be in a book? You want to be in a book? I'm writing a book. Sounds yeah. good. But then they're like, who the hell are you? I'm Mike yeah. Schneid, I'm Mike baby. Schneid. I'm Mike Schneid. Yeah. Go all Schneid I got long. endurance. All <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone ever said that to you before? Um, this might be a first. Wow, yes. Kevin, you yeah, really you got, Kevin can own it. His yeah. copywriter yeah. Uh, is showing all night long. I'm going to change my Instagram creative endurance. Yeah. 
No, just secure it. Just, <laughs> just keep Schneid. Oh, do a little. Here. Is it my Finsta or is it the the real one? I don't know. You decide. All, right. All night long. Yeah, that but, seems like a strange Instagram account. Mm, yeah. You don't want to go there. It could be your uh, the after Mark, hours. Mark Wahlberg and Boog, Boogie Nights. Dude, uh, we talked about Mark Wahlberg. We're not we're not bringing his name up anymore. <laughs> yeah. We were just moving the ratio back. <laughs> Confirmed, he has not written a book, so I'm wrong yeah, there. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, page sixty six. I was just read the book together. Uh, the client isn't always wrong. <laughs> We're really extending this. Uh, six, page 67, the client isn't always right. Look Whoa. at that. See what you did there. A little yeah, bit, yeah. You know, sort of uh, both sides of the coin. Uh, yeah, clients are always right. So All right, should we... Okay. Talking about finding a good ending, should we just hit a, hit a nice abrupt ending here? Oh, yeah. Just this say, podcasting's stop. not like writing a book. Yeah, yeah. We no can end it whenever. Yeah, yeah I can Infinite. Just, I can just cut it right Culture here. Culture is your superpower. <laughs> I, agree, I agree with that. Feed your values. Alex okay. is going to read this book on air. Yeah, look, he's well, going to read it for the first time on air. <laughs> Mike Schneider. Let's see how fast we can read it. Do you have an audio book? Where you? Uh, there where is you, an audio book. Yeah. Are you reading it? I am not reading it. Who's reading it? Mark Wahlberg. Um, oh my god, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> not Mark Wahlberg. I did get to to pick out the uh, the voice actor though. Oh, that's cool. He sounded pretty good. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you picked him out. You well, they gave the me voice? four options and I picked one person. Did you not want to read it yourself? Or you I did not want to read it myself. Really? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like that'd be half the fun of it. We could, we got, we're rolling. I mean, right we now. can redo. <laughs> we could, we could release part two. Yeah, if you really want to prove your, you can, you know, prove my endurance. Prove your endurance. Read, yeah, just, read the whole book yeah. on air. Being an astronaut is in one of the coolest jobs on another planet. A dream shared by many, but pursued by few. Ooh, I fun? should have gotten you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have yeah. a good reading voice. I'm available. No problem. I love jobs. <laughs> well, we have AI now, so we could have AI read it. Oh yeah, yeah. I could just say like a couple words, and they'll just put the rest yeah, together, and yeah. they can get some. Well, Alex, we've got an extensive library of you. Oh, you're right. Yeah, years, yeah, so yeah. I don't think it'd be too That's hard true. to. Yeah, we can feed it to the robots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'd be That's, funny. I should. I should. That is a good. That's idea. I, I should idea. get us on AI, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I should mm-hmm. get us on AI. Yeah, we could finally uh, stop doing this podcast and just have someone else do it. Endurance hack. AI. Yeah. Have AI write the next book. Sagi Haviv. You need to figure out what you're really passionate about and do it. Boom. 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 That's, that's, that's that is true. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. Alex, that's the end. We're kind of, okay. Kinda now I'm the here. one doing the uh, going long. Uh, sometimes the hill is easy, sometimes it's steep. But when you reach the top, all is forgiven. Yuku Shimizu. That's wow. a good closer. Facts. That is a good closer. Facts. Well, I will actually end the podcast by saying thank you, Michael, for coming. Michael. 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 We got really formal. At the all end. right. Is, are, is your last name or your full name Michael? Yeah. Okay. Whew. I yeah. thought at the, after all this time and all this show, I just got your name wrong. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you kind of did. Yeah. You kind of did. <laughs> yeah. did. It's <laughs> it's Mike on the cover for a reason. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mike Schneid. It's good. Like, um, does, do most people call you... Uh, Mike Schneid, like I feel yes. like they go together, right? You're they call me people. Mike Schneid, or a lot of people just call me Schneid, yeah. which is a, a very name. Long Island thing. But yeah, also, yeah. like Schneid. my wife calls me Schneid. Whoa! Whoa! Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Did you play sports as a kid? No, no sports. I ran track for like half a season, but I just I didn't like it. So Endurance. I worked a lot though. Sounds I worked like, a lot. Yeah, you worked at uh, the Brick Cafe, Dallas and the Brick Cafe, and the pet store. I worked at a pet store. Oh, too. oh really? What was that like? Uh, <laughs> it smelled really. Was bad. it shitty? It was shitty, but I'm bold. Yeah. I'm not a big animal person. No. Cut this from the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We don't uh, need to prove our endurance. Yeah. Anymore. We're, okay. Fine. We've, we've proven, proven it to Kevin. Our endurance. Kevin believes guys. us. We have endurance. We've all lasted really, really long here today, and I will say that's a first for Kevin and I. Thank you Ooh. so much, Mike. Uh, creative endurance available now. Uh, go pick it up. Actually, 
in stores. Will this be available? This will be in, in stores. A yeah, book yeah, yeah. in stores yeah. at your oh, local yeah. bookstore. Hopefully at your local bookstore. Some bookstore in Canada already has it. Well, go outside and yeah. go already? to the bookstore. Yeah. Go to Toronto. They're in the future. And Whoa. say, I um, have a problem. I, I need to last longer. Yeah. Do you have any books? <laughs> do you, you or pills. Do you, have any, <laughs> do you have any recommendations? Yeah, we left a lot of those ones on the cutting floor. Yeah, cutting Kevin, floor. do you want to ask the uh, <laughs> lasting long questions that you have? Uh, uh, no, okay. no. Okay, <laughs> fine. We're out. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Have I mean, I do, but I won't. Well, my friends, the time is Raise the roof and have some fun Throw away the work to be done Let the music play on Everybody sing, everybody dance Lose yourself in wild romance We're going to party, carambo, fiesta forever Come on and sing along Fiesta forever Come on and sing along All night long All night Let the music play on, play on, Feel it in your heart and feel it in your soul. Let the music take control. We're going to party, climb it, fiesta, forever. Come on and sing my song all night long.